Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast feed. This horse voice is me, Ken Napsock. And this less horse voice is me, Joseph Scrimshaw. And we're here for a Tack of the Comic-Con 2019. <laughs> because San Diego Comic-Con is, as we're recording, uh, wrapping up. By the time you're listening uh, to this, it'll be completely in the rearview mirror. And uh, Joseph and I experienced it from two different Points of view, and that's going to be interesting yeah. to dive into because it really is an interesting difference. Um, <laughs> just in our voices. Just in our voices. <laughs> I mean, I'll blame this one a little bit on the live schmodown uh, and screaming over, uh, you know, uh, crowds trying mm. to get a T-shirt. Yeah, no, nothing <laughs> to do with being at the bar. Yeah. No, uh, well, yeah, yeah that's right. to be determined. <laughs> that's to be determined. Uh, before we get really into this, let's remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. You get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at 
www.audibletrial.com slash Force Center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. A little bit later, we'll have our Force Center recommends an audiobook we think you should try out on us. And yeah, I, I, I know you don't need to say WWW these days. <laughs> I, I still kind of like it. It's old school. Um, Joseph, uh, we we both, like I said, I went to San Diego Comic-Con. You, uh, you decided to sit this one out and... Literally almost, Literally, yeah. which means you... Heard all the news and I heard none of it because that's how it works. That is absolutely how it works. And I kind of joked about that in the past because I've had years where I'm like, oh, I go there for Thursday, Friday, come home for Saturday, Sunday. And it's like, what happened on Friday? But Saturday, look at all these tweets. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so much easier to stay up on the actual news when you have like, you know. Uh, Wi-Fi access, Wi-Fi, things like that. And, yeah, and running around trying to get the places and all those cool things. Yeah, and as you said, going to a bar. Uh, but before we dive into that, uh, life adventures. I kept, uh, you know, while I'm waiting in lines or waiting for lifts to arrive, I'm scrolling and I see you and your uh, lovely wife Sarah having a great time in Los Angeles. Yeah, uh, you did a lot. Yeah, we yeah we made a point of and are making a point of doing those things that were always like, oh yeah, we should eventually book yeah. a ticket for that. So yeah, went to the Hollywood Bowl, which was great. We've been to before, but we wanted to go to just like, uh, just play some classical music. Not a big like, oh, I have to see John Williams, have to see Tony Bennett, who I'm a big fan of. And uh, so we just picked a random thing and it ended up being the 10th anniversary of the conductor, Gustavo Dudamel. Okay. Uh, And the theme was uh, classical music meets movie music. So there was one classical piece in the first half, which was great. And then a bunch of uh, movie music, which uh, it was cool to have this very tertiary Star Wars Mm -hmm. connection in that John Williams is one of the main people who made a night like that possible, who made that connection between like movie music has value in the orchestral classic music world. And yeah, it was just a great night that they did the, Main Indiana Jones uh, march nice. as like the last thing, but then the encore was a hooray for Hollywood with fireworks. Which oh was yeah, insane! The most amazing fireworks I've ever seen. How do they? How do they get? How do they even do that? The bowl because it's pretty. <laughs> they the just light the forest in. on fire <laughs> yeah. and it's fine. Yeah. It's squeezed into that hill there on it's the one hundred and one. Yeah, just directly above the Hollywood Bowl. But it's amazing because it was choreographed to the music. And, you know, fireworks can be great or can be like there's yeah. some explosions in the sky. Not only is it choreographed to the music, it was like all in relationship to the bowl itself, like coming off at specific angles and like That's weird awesome. sparkles. Yeah. So it was. Yeah. That was just uh, you, amazing. You, you and Sarah had some collectively some great shots of that because I, yeah. I, I think I may have saw I think I, I think I saw Sarah's uh, Instagram photos first, and it was like, "What's that? Oh, that's cool." It's, yeah, Sarah got good photos, yeah. and then mine just looked like the whole Hollywood Bowl exploded. Do you guys do the whole uh, picnic experience? Have you done that? We your... bring our own food sometimes. Okay. Like, yeah, Sarah brought her own food. Like, we haven't got there early to do the whole picnic okay. thing. Uh, but yeah, but then the next night we did a thing I haven't done before, which is the seeing the movie in the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Oh, I've, I've never done that, which is amazing. Yeah, it's so strange. It's just um, you walk all the way through, not all the way through, but a large way through the cemetery and there are you know uh many tombstones the mel brooks's tombstone is right mm. on the walk with there was a little woody woodpecker doll with a heart on it and it's like <laughs> oh uh yeah we saw a rear window and it's, that is much more like you have to picnic yeah. it was it was a very much like this is very cool mm. very weird but also nature like <laughs> uh, and there's a man's head and all right we okay. have to do this okay okay it was a great experience <laughs> i would suggest it to anybody who uh, hasn't done yeah. it because it's a very it was fun to do them both back to back because they're they're both like L.A. community traditions. They both have yeah. a community and picnic vibe, but like one was 
up in the hills with the fireworks. The other was down on the ground in a graveyard. Dude. And it was like a good, good contrast. Uh, but then the funny thing was we're watching the movie. Yeah. And then we could hear the fireworks from Hollywood Bowl. Hollywood Bowl. Is, uh, Hugh nice. Jackman was finishing that night. Yeah. <laughs> but like, oh, well, well, I would have been worried if I hadn't been to the Hollywood Bowl the night before. before. Yeah. So I, lots of fun adventures. I, I haven't done the, the Hollywood Cemetery one. Uh, I, a lot of friends do it all the time. And it's just one of those like. I think someone explained the process, and, it, and at the time it sounded daunting to me. So I've always been like, I don't know, that seems a lot of effort. But it does, it's not like it was effort. No, no. no. I mean, yeah, we got we got a blanket, we got some little there chairs. You, you know, you get there yeah. on on time, so you can get let in. We got free hot dogs on the way out. What more could you want? More. Rear windows, a real good movie. Yeah, yeah. I I I've, I've, uh, the Hollywood Bowl I've done a lot, but I, I I did the picnic thing one time with a friend's family. Oh yeah, and I have a little bit of what I call like a rival anxiety, where I'm like I gotta get to my seat, I gotta get to my yeah. seat, and they were doing the like, yeah, anyone want more wine? I'm like we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta get up the hill, <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go. We get to our seats and then we eat there, <laughs> and that's nice. There. We yeah. drink our canned wine, everything's oh, yeah. great. Great choice, great choice. Uh, my adventures uh, in, included, uh, obviously, San Diego Comic-Con and all that it is, uh, performing, doing the live movie trivia showdown, and just being on the floor. Actually, this year, uh, unexpectedly, got some passes late in the game, and uh, Grace and I were able to go on the floor. And actually, I, I bought a shirt, I bought a, a Rise of Skywalker logo shirt, it's which awesome. has the dates on the back of all pre- of actually all nine of the saga films. Uh, and I just was like, yeah, you know what, that is? as this comes to a close, I'll buy into this uh, end of the saga uh, kind of uh, vibe and it was great and a lot of cool things on the floor uh oddly at times not as crowded as in the past on the times just as you would expect just but at the times absolutely that, swamped yeah, yeah like you like hey it's saturday it should be worse and then but friday afternoon was it was it, it was it was a great vibe but a different vibe awesome. awesome and they are i had heard the rumors uh, i overheard some security people talk at uh, i guess uh fire marshals very upset at some of the stuff in the past couple of years with oh, uh, really? overcapacity. So this year was, you, if you didn't have a badge, you weren't getting near the convention center. Wouldn't, couldn't even cross the street. Oh, wow. And it was, uh, it was, it went okay, but it made for also a little bit less crowds. It made it seem like it was less attended when I'm sure it was just as much. So weird on the ground experience there. Yeah. But that's going to dive into more. Yeah. But that's good. That's good to yeah. have a little bit more control. So the people who, you know, actually purchased passes, purchased passes. <laughs> Absolutely. can get in and see the things they purchased passes for. Yeah. Strange. Uh, and good weather all the way through. We're going to talk more about it because a lot of news dropped and we're going to focus on the Star Wars stuff. But I, I think it will be at one point we'll discuss some of the, not just not the specifics, obviously, of the Marvel news, but just what they did and what they pulled off and, and, and how that might relate to Star Wars and what we want from Star Wars in that regard. But I, I say this 100 percent true. It wasn't like I was super busy. I was I was busy, but I've had busier comic cons. I texted Joseph uh, just today, said, hey, we're on to record tonight. I'm coming back from Comic-Con. I didn't see any of the news. <laughs> yeah, you don't. You just don't. It's the really o- hard to. The only one I saw, there's a comic book we're going to talk about. I just happened to be at, at dinner with our, our pal uh, Daniel Kennedy, who works for Lucasfilm. He didn't know the news. And he goes, oh, wow, look at this. And it was <laughs> on the comic books. And, and that was it. That was the only bit of news I got. Yeah, it's got to be like big enough to be that, like, I have to stop everything. Right. And the, the Marvel one, I was around people who were watching the live, uh, we're getting ready for the Shmoda and people have their Twitter out. And we actually had competitors in Hall H. We were waiting to start the show till we got over. <laughs> so then that obviously didn't see. But I, I, I'm excited to have you roll out this news in front of me. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So let's, uh, the news is the main topic. Um, but I wanted to start with your on-the-ground experience of that Star Wars area. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of our listeners have had the chance to experience San Diego Comic-Con, but uh, maybe some haven't. So there's usually like a big Lucasfilm display. 
Mm-hmm. And then a lot of related little merch. So you posted some good Twitter stuff. What, what was your experience in the actual Lucasfilm booth this fun, year? Yeah, fun, good vibe, crowded. They always have to, you know, they only have a certain amount of square footage, I think, to deal with. So sometimes yeah. um, I, I wonder, it's like they're squeezing a lot of crowds in tight places to, to swish by. Um, but you kind of, you always approach that convention hall with patience. And you just know how to stutter step and move around. And 17 years of mall walking experience, I think, helps him in this card. But I'll tell you, that evolution of the Stormtrooper thing is front and center. Yeah. You see it from afar. And, you know, these kind of things have been on display before at other conventions. Or you've seen them a lot. But then all in a row, it's really cool. But beyond that, I mean, they're all on display there. And I think from uh, the Force Center account, I tweeted out the Sith Trooper up close. Yeah. Uh, and personal. And they had Phasm up there. TIE Fighter pilots. And I know... Someone tweeted, you know, I see a TIE fighter there uh, on one of my photos. Like, that's not a stormtrooper. It's like, I think the spirit of it was the armor. The armor, yeah. <laughs> um, but what, what was cool uh, was uh, they had uh, parts of uh, movies playing on a big, big screen behind yeah. it all. And then they go to little things with JJ. And I think we're going to talk about some of the things that emerged that JJ said and Dave Filoni. And then uh, my favorite thing was, and I, I posted, on, I think, on my personal Twitter account. Uh, we just happened, Grayson happened to turn the corner and they played the original Empire Strikes Back trailer, which of course is Harrison Ford VO. And, uh, I said, oh, this is great. I said, I want to watch this. Uh, to Grayson said, uh, you know, Her- this is Harrison. And she goes, oh, it's funny. It does sound like him. I go, no, no, it's that's him. Harrison. <laughs> and there was a lot. And I think, uh, that's one of the, a forgotten treasure that, uh, you know, some, some younger generation fans aren't exposed to. Yet. Yeah. And so people were watching this gathering around and it's spoiler heavy. Every part of the movie is there, you know, but it was it was a great it made for a fun celebration of Star Wars yeah. by Star Wars. Uh, and, and I thought that was a great vibe. Yeah. It was fun. And I like that that particular one because it does just really remind you that there wasn't the kind of discussions of movies that we have then. Yeah. It, the, almost the whole trailer is just. Your favorite characters are back. I'm going to list them one by one. Literally. <laughs> and introducing Lando Calrissian. Yeah. yeah, and even cut with that yeah. look that he gives Luke. Who is that? What? It <laughs> almost looks like he's going, who? Lando? Well, it's what? Start, and I'm sure a lot of people listening have, 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 are very familiar with it. But, uh, you know, it starts right away with the, the old Star Wars logo that's just like, we saved the princess, but the story doesn't end. And it's just real. It's like, oh, wow, that's right. At some point, they thought it ended. <laughs> they thought, hey, hey, they won the day. They blew up the Death Star. So I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the Her Universe. I think at one point I walked by and, and Anthony Carboni and his team were oh, interviewing wonderful. Ashley Eckstein. So it's always fun to kind of sit and watch like a fan. Just like, yeah. hey, I've seen that person on TV. Uh, and it's five. Uh, Del Rey seems smaller this year. Okay. Um, but may- maybe I maybe I, I think it was just on the side, and I kept passing by to uh, to try to say how to our friend Erica works there. But uh, um, I, 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 and we'll get into the announcements of the books. It just made me. I was like, oh, I wonder if there's anything big coming, or they're holding back. But uh, they had everything on display, and it's always fun. And it's all the game of exclusives, right? The most exciting yes. thing at Del Rey is like. Hey, you! If you mm. want to line up super early in the morning, you can maybe get a shot at getting an exclusive SDCC cover Absolutely. of uh, Thrawn Treason and and all, and buy a button with it and all that. Yeah, and maybe I think the Padme exclusive. Okay, of of the, the Padme novel of Queen to Shadow. Uh, yes, yeah. Queen Shadow. Uh, Queen Shadow. I, I passed by, and it was uh, it was a definitely an alternate cover of it. But okay, cool. 
attack the clones pre uh, uh, ripped abdomen. Uh, uh, outfit. <laughs> nice. So it was good, but overall the experience, like every other con, but this one I really did enjoy. It was simple, smaller. It wasn't like a, a museum, <laughs> yeah. interactive museum. They had them all up there for you to read and take pictures. But I really love that they were playing the stuff behind it. Yeah, and you and it sounds like you got to do the comedy shows and you got to just yeah. hang out with pals. And overall, for what a big frenzied experience it was, it sounds like you had a pretty relaxing <laughs> at one point i realized experience. yeah this is my sixth san diego comic-con in a row here and, and at one point we we did the thing where we fought to get into one of those exclusive parties and and, and we got in the imdb boat right on Friday okay night. yeah and you're thinking you know and, and as we're as we're doing this we're all just like three or four of us we're like why, why do we do this why do we do this anymore <laughs> it's gonna be crowded and loud and but the drinks are free yeah you know and it's like there's kevin smith jay muse great you know Kelsey Grammer. That's weird. He's there. Okay. Uh, he's on IMDb, yeah, he's so I guess he gets to be exactly. on the boat. Some people from uh, corporate and everything. And it was fun. But, like, you end up, you're in this fancy party you fight to get into or you wait an hour to get into. And I had to lie and give a fake name because I wasn't on the list, but someone else was. It's whole You do this whole, like, you're in a plot point in Swingers. Yeah. You get up there. You know what you end up doing? You end up hanging with the, your friends. The people that you came there with. And that's yeah. what matters. And so why yeah. you don't have to do it here. And we ended up going to a bar and we all just did that. Yeah. And that made it a fun con. Yeah. Yeah. Con, I, con advice anyone out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For my experience, I did the, I did the full couch con. I had fun tweeting and then posting on Facebook about it. And people seemed invested in, uh, yeah. in joking along with me about the idea of co- couch, couch con. Good. I got a lot of like, uh, it was definitely like an improv game of like, I made the joke of I'm going to stay at couch con, but I'm still going to, uh, wait in line at my couch and people like, I got to, Oh, do you have any exclusives? And like, it was, <laughs> it was a, it was very, very That's fun. Awesome. Yeah. I've been, I realize I've been there eight years in a row. Okay. And it just gets to be a lot. And yeah. my wife and I have a lot on our plates and doing Dragon Con, so I just wanted to take one off. And right. it was good to have that year of a little bit of uh, distance to A, hear the news right away. Yeah. Just look up when the panels are and like, great, I'm working, but I'll keep Twitter open and see yeah. what the news is. Um, and then also just to get that, that, it's it is fun to get into those exclusive parties and, yeah. and they are exclusive but you it's a game of they're exclusive but <laughs> you can usually find a way in <laughs> and sometimes they're amazingly fun but i think you're moral of mm. like it's just it's about who you're yeah. with and it you know it's a beautiful memory that maybe you were with someone you cared about and you saw Kelsey Grammer and said, what the <laughs> F? <laughs> but that's about it. Otherwise, yeah, you know, you, you can matter. get to, it's, yeah. it's the community and it's nice that the community is available there in its own unique way. Yeah. And it is available from your couch as well. So, uh, let's dive into some of what, what we experienced. Mm. Um, I want to talk briefly before we get into the star Wars news. I think there are some good juicy bits of star Wars news. Yeah. Certainly. Um, we're not even going to be able to cover them all because there's so many. They had so many different panels. But I feel like the reveal of the Picard uh, trailer for Star Trek fans was huge. And then uh, the Marvel, the two-hour panel, which I basically kind of watched along on mm. on Twitter, um, the, it immediately on social media spurred that conversation of, like we've talked about a lot on mm. Force Center, we, you know, given the example of that El Capitan presentation that they did to reveal Civil War right. with Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans on stage pretending to fight. And like mm. uh, that discussion of, is Lucasfilm ever going to do this? Right. Um, and there was some discussion about the, the well, Marvel and Star Wars are different. Mm. And uh, I think, yes, they are really different. And I'm not asking Star Wars to lay out a timeline like that because it's a completely different thing, especially where we're at right, right now. Basically, from my perspective, like uh, that episode nine panel, mm-hmm. 
uh, obviously we knew most likely we were going to get a trailer. Yeah. But it had the title reveal and it had the Palpatine reveal. And that whole Marvel panel was like the episode nine panel times 10. Mm. Most of the stuff that they announced had been strongly rumored, Mm. but it was all the little bells and whistles of, but you didn't know the whole cast. But you didn't know the director. Everybody knew there was going to be a Doctor Strange too. Scott Derrickson, the director, pretty much said it. But nobody knew that Scarlet Witch was also going to be in it. Right. They, there's rumored that there's going to be a Thor movie, but nobody knew Natalie F. Portman was going to be back and she was going to be Thor right. in, in the movie. So the whole thing just made me feel like I really wish that Lucasfilm could get to that point where they could do presentations like that. Mm-hmm. Of, it's not about know everything and announce the next three years. Yeah. But just... Instead of just Bob Iger says on a phone call, instead yeah. of just John Favreau posts on his Instagram, give us more of the panels where like reveal the next three Disney plus shows after Cassie and Andor. And even if they're rumored, you know, do the surprise of Alan Tudyk's K2SO on the panel right. just because it generates so much just buzz and excitement and sense of community and sense of just mm-hmm we really know which direction we're going. So that's that's my, uh, not even criticism, because I love Star Wars, yeah. but boy, it's just a real nice icing on the cake of fandom to present what's coming next in that way. I think it's a healthy hope. I, I'm fully in agreement with you, because the celebration is was an awesome experience. They nailed it over five days and gave yeah. us these great panels, and the big reveal, yeah, episode nine panel, what a fun thing. And, and um I saw someone on Twitter in, in the in the cavalcade of tweets that was going on when I'm backstage at, at the Shmodan event. Someone said, this is like a, referring to the Marvel panel, this is like a, a rock concert. Yeah. It's two hours and people are screaming their heads off at every bit of information. <laughs> and at the same time, I don't think other than, I mean, there was, don't get me wrong, there's stuff revealed, cool casting directors. But basically it's logos coming up on screen and going, you, yeah, you like Blade? We got Marshall Ali, Ali is Blade. Yeah. 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 That's all you get. But it's all you need. That's all and you it need. Feeds fans. And I think it's the theatricality of it. Yeah. It's him coming out and saying, hey, and Kevin Feige saying, hey, I think you have a, a, a new hat, right? And slowly putting on the blade hat. Yeah. It, it's storytelling. That's mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's it, I, I just want better storytelling than yeah. Icon. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's real fair. And 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 I don't and and, and correct me if I'm wrong. You you are way tapped uh, more tapped in the Marvel world than I am. They didn't reveal the next three, four, five years, right? It was just it's the next two years. Two years. Yeah, twenty twenty and twenty twenty one, and that's it. Oh, that's right. Those are those are close years. Huh? <laughs> the, the, yeah, real Oof, soon. Real, real soon. soon. Yeah. So it's not like this was Marvel's plan for the next ten years. It was like, hey, here's what's coming up, including Disney Plus shows. Yeah. That this is exciting, right? Yeah. So like, whenever yeah. we get, like, we know we've been told. Dan and Dave is the next, the movie in 2021, uh, yeah. right? I forget years now, yeah. but yes, you're yeah. right. <laughs> uh, or is it 2022? It's 2022. 2022, because 24, yes. 26. Yeah. Yeah. 2022. So we know that. So wherever it is, D23, if it's at next year's celebration, it would just be great to be like, you know that much, but here's when it's happening. Here's the title, you know, that, and just more of that. Yeah, more than especially, I mean, looking at the book stuff, we're going to talk about some of the news here. It's like that kind of comes out. Here's the next six months to a year, and it's exciting, and that's the book stuff. But yeah, yeah, we don't want to, we won't bemoan over it too much more. But yeah, yeah, I would love a big Star Wars uh, event announcement. Yeah, <laughs> with the acknowledgement that they're different, I'm not asking for their, them to be the same mm-hmm. thing. Just uh, totally. Yeah, yeah, just have, have some more of sudden Palpatine moments. <laughs>
That's what I want in my life. Sudden Palpatine. Sudden Palpatine. All right, let's get into the news. Again, this is not everything. I uh, had to kind of pick and choose a little bit. So that Sith Trooper display, you got to see it in person. Uh, I got to see it online. I was really interested in the little plaque, the little signage. Right. Uh, it said costume designed by Michael Kaplan specifically. That's cool. He's the head costume designer, right? Mm-hmm. So that's uh, awesome and interesting news. I will always remember him as the guy that Ryan had to make make dresses that he liked. <laughs> oh, yeah, and had <laughs> that. In, in the, the, there's that great behind the scenes things where, like, he, it seemed like there was a plan at one point to have Rose and Finn dress up, and <laughs> yeah, Ryan yeah, yeah. described the scene, and Michael Kaplan's like, well, I'm sure... The actor will be quite tall for elegant dresses. And Ryan Johnson's like, no, no, <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, yeah, so we know who Michael Kaplan is, doing, <laughs> doing a great job. And then the plaque says uh, about the Sith Trooper appearing in uh, The Rise of Skywalker and no other info on the plaque, which I thought was fascinating because mm-hmm. when uh, Rogue One dropped, we got a bunch of information about the characters in that subtle way mm-hmm. from information on costume plaques. Uh, we had same similar things with Force Awakens. That's how we learned the name First Order okay. on display plaques. That's right. Uh, so what what did you make of that, that there was no information? I, I really like that. And and did something else emerge? Again, it's okay, that, that maybe in the visual dictionary, something like maybe there was a little sentence about the trooper, the Sith trooper. Uh, but I, 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 again, I don't know. I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen it. I don't know. I just remember seeing Twitter don't believe half things. Anyway, so I went to that plaque with the thought I thought I'd heard more, and I saw it. I was just like, "Oh, all right. <laughs> I guess I read wrong or some other source because everything else, obviously, we know these things." So I, I liked it. I liked. I don't want to know. You know, little things like the things you just described are fun, but I was like, "All right, yeah, cool. It's going fine. Episode nine. It yeah. looks so great up close." Yeah, when you looked at it in person, did you have any gut reaction to what this uh, figure? what these troops might be like or what they're for. I, I, I still, you know, obviously some sort of special forces thing that, that goes without saying, but um, they have the grooves that we talked about, yeah. both on the, the under, kind of the black under armor type of thing, and then the armor itself. Yeah, it gives it this kind of action-y... Like, oh, nice. You know what I mean? Like, like a sense like, of movement? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and it, you can tell the difference when you, you can see those grooves. Whether or not it translates to the screen, I don't know. Where a lot of it, like, say, Phasma has this, you know, chrome dome kind of clear, yeah. polish it up. And even the first order, the new first order stormtroopers when they emerged in 2014, whatever, when we first saw them, you know, they were very smooth. We talked about that a lot yeah. last week. Um, this, you can see the grooves and it, it looks very, I, I made the, the connection to the, the Crimson Guard back over in G.I. Joe, the, the Cobra Special yeah. Forces. It looks like a G.I. Joe figure, more okay. than a Star Wars figure. Interesting. But with a Stormtrooper helmet, yeah. Yeah, oh, cool, cool, cool. Uh, so the other armor uh, that was there was the uh, original Imperial Stormtrooper, uh, the TIE Fighter Pilot, uh, Death Trooper, uh, our beloved Shore Trooper, <laughs> your beloved Biker Scout. Uh, n- uh, no offense, I-, I like Biker Scouts. You do too. Just yeah. big Ken. Ken <laughs> has made a career of it. Uh, first Order Stormtrooper, First Order TIE Pilot, and Captain Phasma. Did any of these in particular strike you? Did any sort of like uh, connections between them pop by looking at them in person? I still love the Death Trooper. I, I don't know. It's, yeah. I- I get, maybe it's, it's tall, it was the center, but it was great to see Phasma there because she's a tr- she is a trooper. Yeah, That's stormtrooper armor, uh, and it and it stands out like you you kind of it's they had it to the if you're looking at the stage it's like to to the right and um, it 
the lights bounce off of it, so yeah. you can't miss it. And it was <laughs> a lot of fun. I like that Phasma Gutter do there. Yeah. Did you have a recorder staff? Uh, no or blaster. Quick silver baton, excuse uh, me. Just blaster, I believe, and then the the cape. Okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, and uh, uh, was the short? Were they all clean or were they dirty? Short troop. <laughs> short trooper has the feeling of that been in the sun too yeah. long feel, but they're all, <laughs> you know, nice and clean, but the short trooper looks okay. like they got sand. The, the SoCal trooper looked yeah, a yeah. little aged. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I read about a J.J. Abrams quote from this video, and maybe you uh, heard more on the floor, mm. uh, but he was talking about the Sith trooper saying the materials, the color, the lines, there was something about the aesthetic of it that just felt absolutely right. So this was part of that that video that was on a loop? I do believe, yeah. There was different parts of it that kept playing. It would fade away. Movie scene would come up. Yeah. Fade away. Then this would come back up. So I, I didn't see all of it. Okay. I, I didn't sit around. but um, So I didn't hear this quote directly. Heard a little more stuff about f- from Filoni okay. up there. But this, I like it. It makes sense. I saw I saw someone tweeting about this uh, secondhand saying, uh, J- basically J.J. saying he feels he designs you know, great Star Wars stuff, kind of like almost cocky in a way. Okay. I that's not my perspective, and, and obviously Kaplan designing. But I like this reading on paper because it, it has a Star Wars feel, and I, that's what I take from what J.J.'s saying. Yeah, yeah. I also take from it that this there is a context in which it, it was being designed for something mm-hmm. uh, because... I mean, it absolutely could be that Michael Kaplan was like, look, I went crazy. And yeah. J.J. was like, oh, I'll find a place for that. Or it could be, I need this kind of, the same way the, the Dreadnought mm-hmm. uh, was, the Fulminatrix was designed because Ryan Johnson went to them and said, I need this kind of ship. Yeah. So, okay, we'll design that kind of ship. Right. So I, it makes me a little bit more intrigued that he is saying the materials, the color of the line, the aesthetic is perfect for mm. the role I wanted it to fill in the narrative, the purpose of it. Mm. That's why we got to get those the, the art of the rise of Skywalker <laughs> yes. books. Yeah, I I I I could totally see that there, and especially with the aesthetic, the look, and it's like, how Sith are these Sith troopers? Yeah, exactly, know? exactly. Uh, all right, so we are going to move on from the Sith trooper because we talked about it a lot last week, and mm-hmm. we'll talk about it more. Uh, there was a panel about the Lucas Museum of Narrative Arts, which, uh, having flown into uh, Los Angeles a couple times in the last month, uh, you can see the shell being built. Yeah. You can recognize it because it's the weird weird shape that definitely <laughs> looks like it was designed from by somebody who lives on Naboo, right. which I love. Uh, so there's a panel all about this. Uh, the, the museum, which has been said before, but the panel really emphasized this, is that it is all about the power of narrative specifically, so not you know, looking at any sort of abstract art or uh, any art that doesn't have narrative to it. It's about the power of story, about uh, how much story is important to audience members to inspire us and help us through life and putting em- emphasis on the idea that we are all storytellers. Mm. We all have a story to tell. And it, I think that's a really neat, inclusive idea right. to not say like, audience members come here and let us tell you about <laughs> how we have told stories. But like we, every one right. of us, is people as individuals have stories to tell. Uh, the collection, this was the big thing from, from the panel that there's news about what's actually in the collection. Uh, they said the collection draws from six key groups, uh, American art, children's book illustration, cinema, comic art, photography, and world art before 1950. Mm. So when you just read that collection of kinds of narrative art, different ways to tell story, uh, do any of those pop to you of of being related to Lucas's journey to Star Wars himself? 
I, I think the uh, the cinema, comic art, all that kind of stuff, with the children's book illustration stuff, anything before 1950, that's... I, I wonder how much he got exposed to, you know, that yeah. he saw that, that inspired him. And obviously, we know the Flash Gordon stuff before there. Um, so maybe some of that. But it, it seems, in the world art, too, George takes... You know, no doubt the Kurosawa, Kurosawa for example, yeah. so as a student film, he's going to look outside uh, the, the the American boundaries there. So, I I think I'd I'd be curious to see how much does George curate these. I'm, I know he's got people working there. Obviously. Yeah, he's not walking around with his his little uh, highlighters. <laughs> Uh, and I, I hope there's, a, I hope there's, a, if I, I, if if he picked something, maybe out of five, every five pieces of art, if he only really specifically picked one, I'd want to know why. Yeah. If there's something on a plaque or everything, but I know this isn't the George Lucas Museum. Yeah. It's you know it's a different take on it. But yeah. yeah. I mean, I just think it's fascinating that those are the categories, and to me, like the the idea of a children's book illustration, you know, relates to how much George Lucas seems to say every chance he gets, like. These movies are for kids. Like yeah. great adults can enjoy them, but mm-hmm. that to me harkens back to like something deep in his childhood where he was affected by like these are the first times that you're going to be exposed right. to story into its power. Uh, so that and then the world art before 1950 is is fascinating because of his uh, not only his his liberal borrowing of mm-hmm. other other cultures and art, mm-hmm. but in particular his obsession like i think it's one of the behind the scenes of uh, revenge of the sith where he's like kind of lamenting that he didn't have more time to get into the culture of utapau right but like how much you know whether it shows up on screen or not how much he personally obsesses of like well their culture is in sinkholes so mm-hmm. that would determine everything about who they are and how they see the world and i want right. that reflected in their costume and the way they speak to obi-wan and maybe it's successful about how much that translates to scene but i think it's fascinating for him to be like it's so such a certain point of view of like, right. right? If you live in the shadow of a volcano on an island, that's going to affect the stories you tell and the way you see the world. Yeah, the, if you yeah. live on a frozen plain in the tundra, that's going to affect. So yeah. uh, to me, that just really relates to kind of some of the deep, interesting ideas in Star Wars. I like that. And I think, I think, did I read it wrong that just the world artist before 1950? Yeah. Okay. All right. I just, I mean, I want to see comic art before 1950. <laughs> I read that wrong. But yeah, that, that's, uh, that's fascinating. George, uh, George is a very well-studied uh, individual, you know. And obviously, the fact that he's even did this whole museum. Yeah. Uh, shows, so yeah, I think you're right. No, uh, and I want more in Utapau now. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe there'll be an Utapau wing <laughs> added on to this Nubian building. Uh, there was the reveal about some specific Lucasfilm artifacts that are going to be there. Uh, the Return of the Jedi Death Star model. Mm. So the second Death Star, I think they said is like six feet is that the one that he's in that famous photo? He's all, he's pointing in? maybe in the magazine the, the Return of the Jedi making of magazine. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. He's got the pullover. He's yeah, got the oh, flannel. Oh, oh, I know the photo, but I yeah. don't know if it is the. Given the point, man, if it's there and you could get uh, George Lucas Standy pointing <laughs> pointing at that, or that we would all be... get the chance of photography <laughs> opportunity to yeah, do a little that. photo booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the the point at the Death Star. Uh, so that's awesome. I think one of the coolest things, a ton of the actual original uh, concept art by Ralph McQuarrie from the original trilogy. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and George has never been shy to say how, how key his art was to getting the whole thing made. So no. that makes sense. And, you you know, whenever you look at it with fresh eyes and go like, oh, yeah, that's the hallway of the Tanta V4. Yep, yeah. that's just there in that one drawing. Um so I think, you know, being able to see those in person is going to be pretty amazing and exciting. 
then there are storyboards also from the original trilogy. So that I think will really be great for this idea of how story is constructed. So you, you can watch, mm. you can physically look at some right. of the building blocks mm. to get to the movies that we know so well. Uh, one that people freaked out about a lot online, uh, there was the reveal that there'll be artifacts from Willow and Indiana Jones, but in mm. specific, the Ark of the Covenant, mm. uh, which of course everyone made the same joke as they should because it's the obvious <laughs> joke. You don't want to look at it. Don't touch it. <laughs> don't look at it. Uh, you're an Indiana Jones yeah. person. Were you? Are you excited by the idea of seeing that? Excited not only just to see that, but to get anything from Indiana Jones. I, th- I think there's a ton of stuff out there on Indiana Jones, but without a doubt, there's not the documentaries we have on Star Wars. There's like a couple. I have the the, the DVD set from a few years ago. Yeah. Making of stuff, but it never goes as, it never seems to go as, as detailed. Yeah. And I, I don't necessarily know why. Maybe it has more to do with Spielberg. But I, don't, I don't know the answer. But to see stuff and to see it represented in there, that's actually exciting. Yeah. And then the final thing is uh, there are going to be lightsabers from episode one through episode six. So mm-hmm. all sorts of prequel and uh, original trilogy lightsabers, which, man, you know, I, I get excited when I go to Disneyland and there are, you know, some models. But to see the real ones all next to each other right. is super cool. And just in the balance of what this museum is, you know, Lucas uh, and his wife fought so hard to get it made. Yeah. Got pushed out of a couple of different cities by, I think, people being kind of holding their nose up at Star Wars Guy Wants to Make a Museum. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm selfishly happy that it landed here in Los Angeles. Sure. Uh, but there's this fun tension of like, okay, you say it's a museum of narrative art. But come on, is it going to be half your Star Wars toys? <laughs> yeah. So it's cool to see this, to see how much it's committed to the idea of narrative, has things yeah. that support the idea of narrative. But also, yeah, he made Star Wars. And here are some lightsabers because they're some of the coolest thing in any narrative art ever. And screw you, here are some of my Star Wars toys. <laughs> I think you're 100% right. I, I was maybe very incorrectly now uh, of the impression that this was going to be like, don't even say those words Yeah. when you walk in there. Not that George doesn't talk about Star Wars all the time and and love it and is invested in it shows up on the sets some of the movies yeah. and, and and you know they they get him to get this some of the premieres but you know the last couple of years you could you could say ah maybe this is not the best relationship we don't really know but to see him look back and be very proud of this part of his is what made him yeah it's not just an american graffiti museum <laughs> uh, and though i do want some of that i want that too yeah, yeah. so that's actually you're you're very right to, to have it in there that, that's cool yeah it's so great it's so great all right moving on to the land of toys there was a hasbro panel uh, there were some other collector panels, but man, so much stuff uh, focused on the Hasbro panel. Uh, they revealed new Galaxy of Adventures specific action figures. These are going to be five inch, so taller than the traditional three and three quarter. Uh, and they are going to be stylized like the actual look of the characters in the great uh, online series Galaxy mm-hmm. Adventures made by Titmouse Animation Studio. Uh, and all the figures are going to have spring-loaded action. So just for utter clarity, right now in stores you have the little, uh, the fun little tubes that has artwork from Galaxy of Adventures, all right, right. but they're all uh, traditional. Um, they've ca- cast they've used before. Yeah, they don't. Characters. They don't look at all like. Yeah, no, yeah, I yeah. don't think any of them are new casts. Um, right. But and I know because I've bought both versions of Darth Vader and R two D two. Anyway, uh, <laughs> and three of the same Luke Skywalker. In different packaging. Anyway, what I'm saying is I have a problem. This is a cry for help. No, no, no. Anyway, these are new, stylized like the mm-hmm. like the actual show. So uh, there are pictures of them mm-hmm. uh, that they revealed. Han is going to be able to whip out his blaster. 
Uh, Chewie's going to have a Wookiee slam. Love it. So you can act out his uh, move in Battlefront 2. Vader has a lightsaber slash, and 3PO falls apart. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure physically yeah. he does, but I wonder if you can make him fall apart emotionally, too. It's spring-loaded emotional fall-apart oh action. <laughs> Are you excited about these? I know you like the Galaxy of Adventures mm-hmm. uh, uh, shorts. I wasn't when I saw when when the news items came across, and, and uh, you put together the news this week. Thank you, sir. Uh, I went, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I clicked on the link. And saw uh, particularly the Wookiee Slam Chewy, and yeah. was like, "Oh, that yeah, okay, that might end up on my shelf." Yeah, yeah. especially at five inches. At That's, five inches, yeah, yeah. The, and, and the Han design was really yeah. Han design was really cool. I was I didn't think I was <sighs> yeah. gonna like it, but yeah, I need the Vader man. That yes, is super stylized, super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they really have a sense of movement to them in the photos of just really great action. So and hopefully it'll be you know popular with the kids that watch this series because yeah. it's a different kind of action. They are action action yeah. figures. And I know uh, you know a lot of mm-hmm. fans have commented to us it's always in the comments of the actual shorts of like man it might be cool someday to see a whole movie animated mm-hmm. like that which is super expensive but if the whole kind of brand mm-hmm. of Galaxy of Adventures take on Star Wars gets bigger maybe that would be a possibility. Uh, there is the uh, retro series as well, and this is the uh, the ones that uh, look that are molded to be like the original Kenner action figures, which is different than the vintage, which just has the packaging style. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the yeah, original yeah, right. Kenner action figures. Uh, and uh, I guess all that was really said is that the, they'll be back in stock. Don't we're worry. Back. Which yeah. is having been to these Hasbro panels before, sometimes they're just like, "Yep, we're working on it." Yep, yep. <laughs> For, uh, that's often half half the panel, which is understandable. They're working hard. Yeah. Uh, there's also some Black Series news. They are getting all geared up to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. Uh, they already have the retro uh, Boba Fett, mm-hmm. uh, the Black Series that looks painting wise like the original Kenner. Boba Fett, um, and then of course the audience choice winner uh, on their annual vote was Dagobah Luke, so that will be mm-hmm. uh, coming soon as well. You are mainly a Black Series collector when, yeah. you, when you do collect. Yeah. Are you excited for any of these? I'll be honest with you, I, I wish I could be. I, for uh, storage <laughs> reasons, have to separate myself emotionally from these. Okay. So when I passed a lot of the figure displays, I would I stopped and was like, I had to like, and I know you know the look, because I'm sure you have it too, where you're like, Oh, uh, and Grace would be like, nope. And this isn't about her saying, no, I can't have this. Or they just got to like. She's helping you helping reinforce me your own needs. No, no, that we, we can't do this. And uh, so I didn't, I, I maybe spent 10 seconds looking at Black Series. Figures. Okay. I, I was, it's a problem. It's a problem. <laughs> I hear you. I yeah. hear you. Yeah. Uh, well, another thing that uh, we can both be excited about, but probably not purchase uh, for space <laughs> and financial reasons, is the hyper real eight inch Bespin Luke. Uh, this yeah. kind of slipped past our radar that uh, I don't think we talked a lot about mm-hmm. on the show that they've made this hyper-real Vader. Uh, this Bespin Luke is amazing. Looks did you look great. at those photos? I, I, I did look at it. It looks great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that it feels Ooh, yeah. like they actually cloned and shrunk yeah. Mark Hamill from 1980. <laughs> it's really, really uh, amazing and great and looks like you can switch out the hands for different Bespin Luke gestures. Yep. <laughs> so that one's very, very exciting. Uh, and then uh, they also have released previously this super accurate life-size X-Wing helmet uh, oh, that's, yeah. I think, officially part of the Black Series and now they made a Boba Fett helmet that is uh, super hyper-realistic, got all the exact right dents, exact right coloring, paint, all that kind of thing. Uh, are you excited by life-sized helmets? Yes, yes. Uh, the reason, I don't think I was in the past, 
And uh, back when I was working at Screen Junkies, uh, we got a hold of the, the life-size uh, hound's helm, uh, the dog helm for the hound oh, character. Okay. And I used to wear it around the office. There's, probably, there's pictures <laughs> of me online. Oh, yeah, yeah, out. yeah. Um, and that was uh, unfortunately too cool. It was like you, you put it on, you're like, oh, yeah, I definitely need one of these. Yeah. Price to go at $300, <laughs> so you don't. Uh, so, yeah, I don't – yeah, I think if I was to get a Boba, I would wear the Boba Fett one, try to drive it in a car. Oh, yeah. Get pulled over, I'm sure, sir. You can't uh, have a smuggler's a bounty hunter helmet on. As you so, wish. As you wish. Take it off. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're super cool. That, it, for me, is, again, a, a, a space uh, space yeah. issue, but that yeah. is uh, – it's very, very cool. Um, I think – one of the biggest pieces of news uh, from this Hasbro panel was the lack of news yeah. about Triple Force Friday in particular. Um, I know I care more about the you know traditional straightforward three and three quarter inch uh, line than than some other fans, but that that's what I like a that's lot. Thing, that's, yeah. that's the kind of usually the main thing on the shelves in your Target, your mm-hmm. Walmart, uh, your Toys R Us when it was there, and Black Series is a little bit more collectible not like they aren't on the shelves but, yeah, uh, yeah not in the same volume of that kind of traditional line and there was no information about that traditional three and three quarter inch line i think uh i think i think soon what we got we, you get october 4th is triple october force friday. 4th is triple force friday you'll know you'll know soon enough I you'll think. know soon yeah. i think you got in about a month you'll start digging into that yeah when do you think that uh you know d23 better than i do that yeah is, is that the kind of thing that they get into at d23 or do you think we were looking at new york comic-con uh, well when that's usually what mid-october i think that's this I, oh I, yeah i think it's past i think it's actually past, past triple before it's friday or the same weekend if i remember looking at my schedule this okay because uh, i'm not going to be there but uh, there was a possibility that i was for comedy reasons um not um a d23 i think it's changing so i don't know um i've been to a couple they they come off as are you a disney nut and i mean that in a good way are you yeah. a disney nut do you have an annual pass do you want to see art uh, that hung over Walt Disney's fireplace. Uh, we got it. Um, also, Disney Nature's Bears is coming out, and more Penguin stories, and Star Wars. Um, it doesn't, but I think with them holding back a little bit at Comic Con here um, and having celebration for themselves and the Disney uh, with the Disney Plus and everything like yeah. that, you could maybe see uh, you like this stuff. Cool, the Mandalorian figures are coming out October fourth. Yeah. I think you. Possible, I think unlikely, but but possible. Yeah. Do you read in into it at all any desire to continue to hold back information about Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, because I think they're they're like that plaque that had no information that mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker is is very buttoned down. I'm trying to go back in time to uh, those crazy days of 2014, and and when we started. Getting the action. I know when we got the, the teaser Thanksgiving weekend 2014. I know when we got the the, yeah. the, the, the during celebration the the, the Chewy I'm home one. I'm trying to remember the toy information and I don't know. Yeah, I don't know exactly when it it dropped. Yeah, because they wanted to keep that just a secret. But you mentioned the force the first order being revealed on the on the display. Yeah, that, that was at celebration in Anaheim yeah. 2015. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, okay, yeah. So and that was little. That was little, and we still didn't get. A ton, even though we knew characters and we, you know, yeah. we've already with Rise of Skywalker, Skywalker, the Vanity Fair stuff. But yeah, it's got to be. Well, yeah. Or they just don't want to make, you know, don't want another Constable Zuvio problem. Yeah. And it's Triple Force. I think it's just extra fascinating to me because it's Triple Force Friday because it's Rise of Skywalker, Mandalorian, and uh, Jedi Fallen. Yeah, yeah. So to see exactly what that's going to mean, mm-hmm. 
because I originally assumed like, oh, that's probably the day Jedi Fallen comes out, but it's not. Right, so right. now I'm just so curious about. In, in, and when Triple Force Friday was originally released, we didn't know the release date of Mandalorian. So now that we know this is a full month before mm. Mandalorian and Jedi Fallen Order, yeah, um, it's really fascinating to me of like, okay, well, where's the triple coming from? How much and what kind of merch are we going to get from right. those things that haven't premiered yet? I, yeah, and I think with Rise of Skywalker, you could produce a bunch of Sith stormtrooper coffee mugs and we'd probably be happy <laughs> oh yeah know? yeah um and and i hope i mean i hope i didn't feel i got any plot reveals from the other ones but i hope we get even less you know yeah yeah exactly exactly <laughs> but i do want to buy it yeah yeah hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. 
All right, so we will get into now probably the most juicy, certainly the mm-hmm. most uh, uh, for us here on Force Center, where we like to dive into the themes, the ideas, the stories, uh, the publishing news. So a lot of the stuff was books that were already um, announced, but they were kind of highlighted and discussed and put into uh, their context a little bit more. Uh, one reveal is that Dooku Jedi Lost is coming to print an ebook in October. So a uh, super clarification is this is not a novelization. This is Kevin Scott's script. So uh, for people who haven't listened to uh, Dooku Jedi Lost or maybe just sort of floated past them, it's not a traditional book. There is no prose from an ambiguous narrator. Every word is from a character narrating their thoughts or listening to somebody's diary or recording. So everything that is spoken mm. is a character. So this will be like buying a script for a movie. So it will be mm. the the wind whistles yeah, and then Asajj speaks. Yeah. So it'll be a very different reading experience. It'd be great to be able to see it on the page and go, yep. Oh, I, now I can see it. It's written down. Let me write down all the Darth names. Oh, that's how that's spelled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be all that great stuff that, mm-hmm. that we wanted, but it will be different than sitting down and reading a book. A book. I love this. I love this. I'm looking behind you on my shelf there, Demolo. <laughs> I remember back in the late 90s, or big in the late 90s, early 2000s, the, the scripts of movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, And you go to a, a Walden Books or a Pete Dalton, you can get the scripts. I was a sucker for those. It okay. Just, I love them as, as, you know, trying to whether either studying screenwriting uh, or just a fan of movies, you know, uh, I love it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this. And as I speak, I'm like, oh, man, I, did they ever do a Force Awakens Rogue One? So, like, I would love oh, yeah. the shooting scripts, the shooting scripts. Yeah, I know it'd be a little weird with Rogue One and Solo, but <laughs> what we saw on the screen, put that on paper. I love those. And as someone who enjoyed this Dooku Jedi Lost story so much, but got a little lost on a couple beats and, and went for walks and sometimes would zone out and have to go back. <laughs> I want to read it. Again, and the script is that's really awesome. Yeah, it'll be a fun compare to contrast yeah. to say I've listened to this now I'm reading this. Which parts of it affect me mm-hmm. differently in, in what context? Do you think uh, that this is going to help or hurt the push for more Star Wars adventures on Audible? Um, yeah. Audible is really, really pushing for these exact kind of things. I've been talking to some other friends in in the industry, mm-hmm. and, and Audible is really on the hunt for this, which is right in between an audio book and a audio play, but things that are written. So it's all words, you know, mm-hmm. but it's all coming from characters. Uh, so clearly Dooku Jedi Lost was a great push for like, Hey, if you want to sign up for audible, this is the only way you can get it. Yeah. But I understand making it available uh, for lots of different reasons. Do you think it'll help or hurt ultimately? I, I think, I don't think it will, I don't think it will hurt it. I think if you're dedicated to the audiobook format, you seem to be really dedicated to the audiobook format. Yeah. For people out there, uh, either, you know, I can't, we, Grace had us listen to 14 true crime podcasts on the way down, <laughs> and she's dedicated to that. And, yeah. And, and I think you're dedicated to audiobooks. So I think it, it won't hurt it. Um, but there's part, for someone like me, if I wasn't fortunate enough for press reasons to have received a copy of Jedi Lost, yeah, I wouldn't have probably wouldn't have got it. You know, okay. I just don't. Have, again, I don't have the time. It's like, a, so I would if knowing this comes out, I'll just wait. And I'm yeah. sure there's a lot like me. You know, uh, I'm, I'm sure there is. So yeah, a little bit. It's an it's a, it, it, it's not surprising, but it's an interesting not ba- not, not backpedal. Yeah. That's not what it is. They want it all out there. Yeah, because they they said that, and right away yeah. when they got 
uh, announced. There was like some Star Wars fans saying like, I, I'm, right. I'm deaf. I would like to be able to experience this, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that that's certainly great just from being in- inclusive. Uh, but also I just, you know, it, everything is a business. People are trying to make right. money in all these wonderful stories that we love And there could be a brutal. Nope. We are trying to force you. If you want to know this important Star Wars canon, if you're a Star Wars canon nerd, you have to listen. And I, I, it's really cool to me that they're not doing that. I, I, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. That's a, that's a big win. It's going to look yeah. good on my shelf. Excellent. Uh, so then we're going to get into all of the journey yeah. to Rise of Skywalker stuff. So uh, some of this stuff was already announced, but it had little uh, twists. Mm. Uh, so there's some, a little bit more details for uh, that book, Force Collector. It's part of uh, Journey to Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. It's by Kevin Shinnick. Uh, and we learned that it is about a kid uh, from a world that is cut off from the rest of the galaxy who wants to learn about the Jedi and general galactic history uh, through, uh, they don't describe it this way, but his Quinlan Voss touch, his uh, mm-hmm. psychometry, if it's the same <laughs> ability that Quinlan Voss has of you, uh, you touch yeah, something yeah. and you learn its history. Uh, so there's a fun quote from the author on the publishing panel from Kevin uh, Shinnick, who was saying that he was trying to capture the feeling uh, that we kind of used to have as fans of not knowing as much about Star Wars mm. and getting back to that, like a stormtrooper. Who wore <laughs> this? What's the deal behind this? Uh, and get back to that tip of the iceberg storytelling, that sense of mystery, which I thought was a really cool approach to this end that's of the good. saga, the, the story that's going to tie in somehow to the end of the saga. I really like that. I really like that. To hear him describe it as that too, because... Um, you and I think it's important to spread the love of Star Wars to the next generation, and that includes fans of all ages who yeah. are like not familiar with that. I made the reference to not, you know, knowing Harrison did the the, the Empire trailer, like to learn all that stuff as outside the story, but inside the story to, to go through it in that way. I hope, uh, I hope, it, I hope this kind of thing catches on. I'm interested. Yeah, I because mean, you know we know, so we're going to watch it from a different point of view. But yeah, imagine handing this book to an eight year old. Yeah. Here's Star and, Wars. Yeah. So yeah, and just being able to yeah, totally yeah. start fresh. And then uh for us people who are in deep. Right. It's the fun of like we're meeting a character who is at some level force sensitive, mm. but not involved in any temple, not a Jedi in this era. Uh and then it is a journey to Rise of Skywalker. So you could just see this book as like here's a fun way to retell the story of Star Wars. A kid goes around and collects items that we know and he touches mm a blaster and he senses that an Ewok shot a stormtrooper with it. And we learn the story. Uh, but this is the journey to a new movie. Right. So that means I, I, I have to imagine they're going to run into some items that are going to play into the movie and pick up something, <laughs> pick up some shattered thing and go, Oh, I sense, uh, uh I sense some people who sold their daughter, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're so right. Oh my gosh! I hadn't even thought about that. That is that is going back in time to the uh, combing over every sticker book, right? And yeah. wondering if Battlefront Two was answering who's raised parents are, <laughs> which is we joke and we want to speculate responsibly, but that's that's going to be fun. Oh yeah, this is going to be a great era for uh, responsible that, speculation. Yeah, that you just made the, you just made this book must read for a lot of us. Excellent, excellent. Uh, and then two of the Galaxy's Edge books that have uh, already been uh, confirmed. Uh, they they really clarified on the panel that they are also happening between The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. So not strictly mm-hmm. Journey to books, but in that era that we're getting so much storytelling in. Um, there's a Crash of Fate, 
which is a, a young adult book, and that's about two childhood friends uh, reuniting on Batu. So it really has some mm. Lost Stars vibes to it. Uh, and that's August 6th release on that. And then I think one that a lot of people are looking forward to, uh, Black Spire, which spe- features this the resistance spy that we met in the Phasma novel, Vi Moratti. Uh, and she is specifically on a mission to find allies for the resistance. And it sounds like she is just going to be walking through the actual narrative that mm. visitors experience in Galaxy's Edge. Gotcha. Just reading between the lines because the the description is sort of like she is looking for allies for the resistance, but mm-hmm. the First Order's spies are there too, so will they mess things up? Yeah, that's interesting because I first of all I love this. Love this character. I love the character of Vibe She was great in the Phasma novel. Love that she's at the park, uh, that you can inter- interact. I've yeah. heard some stories uh, either online, you know, it all ble- bleeds into one where someone was like trying to talk to her and she was like, You're not being a very good spy. <laughs> um, so that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, you could you could be very cynical and say this is just advertising for a theme park. I, I totally understand that point of view. But this this is uh, I'm, I'm intrigued by both of these, whether or not I dig into them as much as I would with other stuff. Uh, that doesn't really matter. Uh, um, but I, I just spending more time and knowing that that's what she did. That's why she wasn't there in Last Jedi. She was off getting so was so was Snap Wexley. Just yeah. Papa. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um so, yeah, I wanted to par- partially highlight that because they, they fall in this era, but specifically, Vimeretti is finding allies for resistance, the resistance, which is a thing that comes up again and again in all the things right. that are coming up. Uh, the Resistance Reborn adult novel that was already announced, uh, they showed the cover for that, uh, features Leia, Ray, Finn, and Poe, and the just general description is that they are rebuilding the resistance mm. as well. Uh, Poe's head is much larger than everybody else on the cover of that novel. Yeah. Are you reading into that? That I, this is going to be Poe-focused? 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 <laughs> yes, 100%. And that's, uh, that's really cool because Poe Dameron is such a great character, and I think a lot of that just comes from Oscar Isaac, man, and his energy and who yeah, he is. Yeah, just his uh, endless charisma. That could be a very flat character within someone else's hands. And again, I, I, I think Poe does some amazing things in the first two movies, but I still want some big, bigger Poe moments that okay. I think it's not... Some moments. Poments. <laughs> and it's going to come from more of the leadership angle. Yeah. And he's still going to get in a ship and do something cool. I, I, I believe that. Yeah. So, yeah, getting a little bit more of him. Uh, what kind of leader is he? What's he doing to help And and uh, after learning this lesson? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think so many of these, we're getting so many stories in this era. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But I feel like they have to start focusing. Mm-hmm. So I think that one has a good chance of believe the cover, believe the Poe. Uh, <laughs> moving on to a new announcement, a brand new announcement, a comic book called Star Wars Allegiance. Uh, this is going to be a four-part comic book series written by Ethan Sachs, art by Luke Ross. It's going to be released October 9th, so a good way in front of uh, the actual Rise of Skywalker, so it will finish. Uh, here is the publisher summary that I found on Wikipedia. On the run since the destruction of the Starkiller base, General Leia and the remaining handful of Resistance have barely managed to survive, much less strike back against the superior forces of the First Order. Running low on options, Leia decides to reach out to her former allies, the Mon Calamari, whose shipyards once powered the Rebel Alliance. 
Uh, they also shared the covers, which in Star Wars tradition, if you put all four together, they make a nice big picture. Uh, it features a lot of the characters that we know and love, some uh, monsters that uh, might have a tie to Mustafar, it looks like from online speculation. Uh, there's a big picture of uh, a Mon Calamari in particular, uh, we got Finn with some some of his uh, uh, growing his hair out a little bit, uh, mm. but he has Poe's jacket, right? Which it's I thought he left that on yeah. the supremacy, and yep. if he, if I hope they do a separate <laughs> mission to rescue that to jacket, rescue jacket, or they went or they went to the shop where Poe got it originally, yeah, he got a replacement, yeah. or it's just cover art, and I'm making something yeah. that absolutely True. nothing. Maybe. Maybe. All things are possible. Um, mm. Are you excited about this? Because this is now getting to be. A lot of storytelling about the rebellion of the the alliance, uh, I, the resistance. I'm excited about it because we're going to get these answers, and it seems like we're we're not going to need those answers to, in the movie in nine. You're just going to start in the crawl of like the resistance has rebuilt and has built itself into a, you know a scrappy force that can just barely stand up to the first order. Scrappy in all caps. Too. Yeah, <laughs> scrappy, scrappy. Uh, yes, that's exactly it. Of, of let's just pick up and go, and some of these stories will fill in. Uh, you know, whether or not, you, you know, we, we're going to need these stories, the casual fans not. But this is exciting and exciting that we're getting answers. I love the Mon Calamari being brought in. I love, Hopefully they're, you know, they're going to Mon Cala, which like they've gone in the other comics. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. How do you feel, do you feel like this is going to address the death of Akbar? I think it, I think it's a good opportunity to. Uh, I think that's a great question. I, I think, you know, you're not going to get... Okay. Well, I was going to say, you may not get a funeral. Maybe you get that Akbar funeral. Maybe this is why part of why they return. You know, oh, yeah. We don't necessarily have his remains, but, you know, let's do a ceremony. Yeah. And maybe this is where that is. Yeah, I think that that could be uh, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do you want the sort of the tradition of this to continue where uh, Leia is successful and the, the Mon Calamari are... are Slap those flippers down and yeah. say, you're right, we're in. <laughs> we'll build you some ships or we'll convert our yeah. homes to ships. Trying yeah. to please not kill <laughs> any more of our beloved yeah, yeah. generals and admirals. But losing them. Yeah, I think that's I think that's, uh, that's a fun tradition, and I like it. I like yeah. it's being brought back in. Again, in this contained story, I'm sure, you know, there'll be, there's ramifications for what's to come, but I'm, I'm sure a lot of it's just going to be these comics. Okay, cool. And uh, we're going to circle back to a couple more questions about the how much storytelling that's happening right here but uh for now we're going to go into probably the biggest news uh the comic book the rise of kylo ren it is a four issue comic coming in december is i believe all that has been said it is written by charles sewell who a lot of us know from really liking his darth vader comic uh, that takes off right from the end of revenge of the sith and really sets vader up uh on his sith journey uh, there is sample art they revealed on the mm-hmm. cover with Kylo Ren and all the various knights in their exotic weaponry. Mm-hmm. And uh, Charles Sewell said on Twitter in his tweet, uh, you know the one story everyone's dying to see about Kylo in the Knights of Ren? That's this. <laughs> and Charles Sewell also said on the panel, uh, it's Ben to Ren. And he apparently said this in a, in a, in a fun, joking way and got, got some oohs and ahs and a laugh. Mm. So... Uh, I, I want to think about exactly what this will cover mm. because mm. to me there are a couple stories. There's the Ben to Ren is really like do we start with Kylo is a young man before Luke takes him off to mm. the you know Sm- Snoke whispering in his ear like truly Are we getting Ben to Ren yeah. yeah or is this 
yeah, Kylo has already turned. He he just slaughtered the troops or the the troops, the Jedi mm-hmm. at Luke's temple. Took the other handful with him, and this is truly the story of Kylo and the Knights of Ren, but not the story of Snoke's seduction, seduction. of Kylo. I. I you're pitching, you know, you have two two stories there that we Star Wars fans definitely do one. When 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 Charles says uh, says that this is the one story everyone's dying to see, that's interesting because my that if you just cut the sentence off there, yeah. I'm thinking more pre. Yeah, and I think I have a te- I tend to believe this is going to be what you just described. It begins with or, or around the time of. Yeah, Ben's killed everybody and taken his buddies. Yeah. And now we're going to get that story. That would be really interesting to me because it would have uh, some of that classic George Lucas Star Wars poetry mm-hmm. with Sewell's Darth Vader comic. Yeah. Because Anakin has already made his decision mm-hmm. and he's Vader now, but he is newly born Vader and he doesn't know how to be Vader. He's yes. decided to be a Sith, but he doesn't know how to be a Sith yet. Yep. And if that's the same story of like, yep, I slaughtered. Uh, the Jedi took some converts with me, destroyed the temple. Right. But I don't know what I am or who I'm going to be as a user of the dark side. But I'm going to form this cool club. But I'm going to, yeah. but yeah, did, did I, did he make, was this, is this like total, like I made up Ren. Yeah. <laughs> I made up cool armor. Or is this some ancient tradition from the unknown regions mm. that Snoke put him in charge of? I certainly think we get those kind of answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but just starting off from I I have I've chosen the dark side. Now what? I kind of suspect that because I feel like the entire story mm. of Ben Solo becoming Kylo Ren is a very long story. Yeah. And I wonder if it if they want to tell it in just a four issue comic book. And what you're talking about and what I'm, I'm total agreement. This, this could, could and not say should, I'm not going to tell anyone what their story should be about, but could be about is more interesting to me than the seduction of Kyle of Ben Solo. Yeah. Cause we've kind of seen that before we get a good glimpse of it. It's, I want to see it, but I also think we can understand it, you know, neglectful father, busy mother, uh, kind of uh, intense uncle. Yeah, yeah you know. impossible to live up to, uh, heroes of the galaxy. We get that, and, and I want it. figures, yeah. I want it. I want that story, but what you're just talking about is it's way more interesting of him, I have the cape, give me a mask, but what does that mean? Yeah, but in how much power do I have? Because, it, it, you know, we, we get the implication that there is the, even though they're not Sith, that there's the pain is part of the dark side, so mm. Snoke tortures him, Yep, you know? So we get to see that. Does he pass that on? Are these Knights of Ren, are any of them the other yeah. Jedi that he ran away with? And it's, Jedi students? Yeah, and it's four-issue comic coming out in December. That's the other thing I want to talk about is the timing. So right now it's just ambiguously December. Yeah. If it is, like, yep, m- monthly normal release and starts in December, it won't finish, right? Ambiguously December is a great Counting Crows album, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it won't finish. So do you think there is any possibility that this would be uh, uh, perhaps a triumph in people who want truly connected storytelling that the first two issues are designed to be read before you see The Rise of Skywalker and the last two are designed to be read after or something like that or so, even the last episode or issue? So my question, yeah, so my question, if, if, if it's four issues... Traditionally, that would be four months of of release. Yeah, I'm, I'm right? getting into weeks. But yeah. but but but, but yeah, in but, my mind. No, is, I, I totally. But I, but yeah. you're raising the question in my head of like, what if they just dump them all? 
You know, yeah. what if it, you know, what if they're like, Hey, here you go. Catch up movies out in two weeks. Yeah. I don't think that's the case, but if it, if it is a traditional four issues means four months, roughly, is it, is there something in nine that's going to matter at the end of this that gives us an answer to nine? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or there's just some detail. Like we can't yeah. show that you can release the first one in, I guess, December. It could be later. Right. But if it if the first it issue be comes out before no, right. before could, the movie, and it is sort of like ooh so tantalizing, mm-hmm. and then we truly see in the film who the Knights of Ren are, yeah, and then you get the next three issues, yeah, and the last panel of issue four, you go, oh, that's what that meant in the movie, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. Like, is yeah. it that? Uh, and and well, you just said something too. Like, I'm assuming before the movie in December, but it could be, it could be after the could yeah. Be week after. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was conflating in my mind mm-hmm. months, months and weeks when I was first talking about this, but they could do that. Yeah. Uh, they could do a week, re- weekly yeah, release. Could, they mean, have it. Yeah. But uh, that, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. It, so it might be a case of, again, JJ put something in this movie and now we need to explain it after. Yeah. And we know, we, we know, that we want to have this conversation because we know the movie doesn't need it, but hardcore fans will wow. wonder. Wonder. I mean, we all want this uh, yeah. because it's just, it's, it's a fascinating character. Uh, yeah. I should say many of us want it. Um, are you happy? It's a comic. We've spent kind of years speculating that these stories will come and wondering mm-hmm. in what format. In, in who in the stable of authors that are currently working in in Star Wars will it be? Are you happy with all this? If it's going to be a comic, uh, then I'm great with Charles Soule writing it. Yeah. Because he's nailed, he nailed a lot of Vader stuff. Yeah. Even some of the weirder things that I personally, Lord Moman and stuff that I was like, wasn't, didn't take to as much as others. Overall, that was the best 25 issues of a Marvel comic, of the modern stuff. Yeah. There. So I totally trust it. If, if, and, and, and there's other great authors. Jody Hauser, you know, I'm a fan of yeah. her work. So I trust her if she was to do it. But, but I, I'm not a super fan initially that this is a comic. Yeah. That doesn't mean I wanted as a book. I guess I just wanted another movie. <laughs> or, or Disney Plus show. An animated series, a yeah. Disney Plus show. Yeah. That's uh, not realistic. That's not realistic. So yeah. this is a good combo. Maybe we can at least get Adam Driver to read it to us. There you go. On a late night talk show. That seems like the kind of shtick that somebody <laughs> would do. Go on Conan and read the comic yeah. book aloud to us, Adam Driver, please. Um, all right. So kind of big picture. There's one more thing that we're going to talk about, but I want to talk about the uh, big picture this is more content in the journey to mm. than we've had really previously. Everything in Last Jedi was either looking backward, like Leia, mm-hmm. uh, Princess Falderon, introduced us to Holdo, mm-hmm. but it was not butting up into the events in the timeline. Luke was, the the Legends of Luke Skywalker was, maybe this stuff isn't even true. Real, yeah. um, even, even Battlefront 2 didn't release that content leading right up to Last Jedi until after the movie was out. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I can't trying to remember. Because it was the setup of how no. they got the, the the booster rocket for the X Wing. Um and uh, no the DLC for Battlefront two came up before because I remember uh I uh, a Janina Gavankar saying she watched it and was so excited that we all could see the connection. Okay. Watch The Last Jedi. Okay. And that her getting the plans for the dreadnought. Was yeah. the key in the connection. Yeah. But it was like, we're talking like the weekend before. Okay. I, I, I can't so remember. Very close, very I just close. remember I remember hearing that and going, okay, oh, okay, okay, okay. Anyway, the point is point this is more just straight up. Here are multiple stories about mm-hmm. the main characters doing stuff. Yes. What does that make you feel about the film? Does it make you feel like it is 
locked and loaded? Does it make mm-hmm. you feel better about the film? It does. Um, it does. Uh, you know, I know Last Jedi starting, you know, days, minutes, hours, weeks after episode seven didn't give them that room to play. But yeah. so now we have a lot of room to play and I want those answers. You know, what happened in the Clone Wars between Attack of the and Sith? We ended up getting that. We had all of our questions and and we didn't get them all answered in three so now this is a chance for them to start addressing some of the stuff that that will be fun. More than anything, will be fun to for the movie to start and us to go, oh, Leia got that ship because she went to Moncala. Yeah. Whether or not it's said in the movie, we know that, or that just, she got yeah, that ship. If you want to have that weight that J.J. Uh, that has talked about of our main characters, you know, Ray, Poe, Finn, Rose, the droids, they've all spent a lot of time in the trenches together. Here are a couple of examples. Yeah. So if you want to crawl into that nerd bubble, you can know, like, oh, man, what they went through on Moncala, what they went through in this rescue mission, because there's that Spark of Resistance book we haven't even mm-hmm. talked about right. where they go on a rescue mission. Um, are you concerned at all with all of this coming out that there is a desire to move past the sequel trilogy era and just put all of the Skywalker saga in the rearview mirror for a little while, even on the comic books and mm. books side. It makes me sad. <laughs> it makes me sad. Yeah, I, I can accept the movies because the, you know this is this is finite. I get it. Um, but yeah, that would make me sad if there wasn't even a you know even a Disney Plus series or anything yeah. like that. This is still an important era, era of Star Wars, and it's always going to be. And I was always going to want more. And yeah. I think there's still a lot of questions with Luke. So it makes me sad to think that that might happen. I can tell you, I could see a year or two. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. But then eventually, come on. But yeah, come on. Give us our big Snoke book. Yeah. Give yeah. me Snoke. Give me. Where'd uh, he get that robe? Uncle, we need the answers. <laughs> Uncle Luke and Little Ben's adventures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't think uh, that this is absolute confirmation that they're going to move on, but just mm-hmm. getting like. Don't worry, as the movie's coming out, here's more information about Kylo Ren and his fall. Like mm-hmm. that seems like they're really front loading. Like let's let's get into the the deeper questions. So maybe mm-hmm. they'll be not all of the publishing will be about uh looking back on the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh so the last uh, bit of news was the visual dictionary for The Rise of Skywalker, written by Pablo Hidalgo, as always. Uh, the cover was released, so we'll talk about that. The release date is December 20th, right there with the movie. 200 pages on the cover. Mm. Big old Knight of Ren. That's just how they're labeled. Knight of Ren with a Vibro Sith blade. Everything's got to be Vibro these days. <laughs> uh, then you got Ray, 3PO, a Sith Trooper helmet, Dio, things we've seen before. Uh, Janna's energy bow, which we've seen in, in images with a repurposed blaster barrel on it. And then the brand new thing, the TIE dagger, which uh, mm. looks a lot like the TIE interceptor, but one big stabby point on the wings. <laughs> Let's take some pie, pie, uh, pie uh, slicers there and put them up on a uh, yeah. Ship. yeah. And I mean, not subtle tie dagger. This yeah. is like this is tie. You'll poke your eye yeah. out, right? And it's not at all subtle. Uh, so, did you get excited when you saw the tie dagger? Uh, yes, in a way of it's it's immediately not one of my favorite designs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it, it looks like a Hardware Wars parody, but uh, I like I like, <laughs> but I like it in a way. You know what I mean? Like yeah, sure, the tie dagger. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, uh, yeah. 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 I just really like that. This was a good moment of CouchCon mm. when that photo was released and I, you know, clicked on it 
and zoomed in to see what on the cover might be new yeah. at the exact same time that many, many other fans were doing that on the internet. Right, right. Ooh, tie dagger. Because, uh, you know, I wasn't at the panel. I haven't listened yeah. to the audio of it. Maybe they, maybe they pointed out, tie dagger. But I think it was just a little drop for right. uh, for the hardcore nerds among us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of like it. I, I like the tie striker a lot, and it's got a like little that, bit yeah. of ener- that kind of energy of... Very pokey wings. <laughs> I think it's more practical because yeah. you can see around those wings at least a little bit. Blind spots aren't as... Yeah. A little bit better well. with the blind spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easier to make a turn in the tie taker, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Uh, so anything else? Uh, did it excite you to see that just giant night of Ren? It did. I do enjoy these books. Uh, I think Pablo does a great job of them. Yeah, he can be a little crusty online. We get it. But uh, he's just... These have increasingly got better. With Force Awakens uh, and the solo ones, it's great. And, and oh, yeah. with the Rogue One one, he, Rogue One uh, visual uh, dictionary, he w- weaved this little story of some of the background stuff with with uh, Tam Pulse and all the stuff. So I'm looking forward to it. It's interesting that it uh, doesn't come out till December 20th. You know, let's keep it all. You know, I think that's been the case for all of them. But yeah, and 200 pages, man. This that's, is it. They're laying it all on the line. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot, right? That's bigger than some. Of I mean, I was, I was just I looking think. back. I have I have the four of them on display over there, and I, I, the Force Awakens one's really tiny, and they get increasingly bigger. Okay. So the solo one's like it's like a book, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I love it. I and and uh, I yeah, I'll, I got to tell you, I do like the energy bow. I'm curious to see that in action, but yeah, that night I ran. I tell you what, I was doing the close inspections on it. Yeah, that armor man. I mean, we did the whole trooper episode last week about just kind of the yeah. value of the aesthetics. Damn, the Knights of Ren look cool. They all look related mm-hmm. to each other. Mm. But they, it, it just, they've got, they're super scary and creepy, but they also got this vibe of like, hey, uh, let's all go into the spooky costume shopping. <laughs> you kind of have some of the same parts, but make your own scoop, spooky yeah. costume because they're all kind of related, but yeah. very different from one another. Who wants to go to the Space Ren Fair? Yeah. We'll pick, out a, pick out your costume. It's classic Star Wars of like, yeah. does it make complete sense that they all have to have their own thing? Or is that a part of what being a Knight of Ren is? Like, no, I got the right. Vibro Club. You need a Vibro <laughs> Scythe. I yeah. have a Vibro Axe. I have the, you know. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. What came first, the design or the toy, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but it looks, but yeah, it just... I'm, I was kind of, I'm really digging it. And, I, you know, I've been on the record of like, ah, I don't really need the Knights of Ren. I want to see them, but I don't need them for the story. I, I, I'll i probably be buying those six-inch Flexeris figures. Oh, yeah. You release a Knight of Ren set, I'll be like, well, I have to. Have well, yeah, I mean, come on. That's yeah, only $300. On. I mean, yeah, come yeah, on. For every Knight of Ren. Uh, uh, honey, yeah. it's all of the Knights <laughs> of Ren. <laughs> they each have a different <laughs> weapon. You have to buy it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So to kind of wrap up here, a lot of what was exciting uh, in the news about the uh, that came out at San Diego Comic-Con was the journey to Rise of Skywalker. So with us getting uh, a little bit more knowledge, the knowledge that we're going to get lots more knowledge. Yeah. Where are you on your personal journey to the rise of Skywalker as you sit there in a rise of Skywalker t-shirt? Yes. But yes, I, which I, one of my rare con t-shirt purchases. I am, I'm in a weird spot because I played the trailer a few times, but we, Grace and I stopped and watched it again. And I am in a weird spot of, I cannot wait, but it is almost out of my mind yeah. because I just don't want to process that this is, the last Skywalker saga, or that it's coming, or that we might—I'll uh, be honest—might have another, you know, war in our hands in the fandom or anything like. I am yeah. in this weird spot where I'm very excited, but I—I am—it's in a nice, neat little corner on my mental shelf. Yeah. If okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think I am just getting more and more excited 
in I think a lot of the things that they have done to just um, I like everything that JJ has said. So I just think you know we all like different things, and everything that's been revealed about Rise of Skywalker, I like. I love the right. theme of of handing off the power to the new generation. I love the idea that an evil that you defeated could return and that's a part of life um so i love all those themes but more than anything i just i go back to seeing force awakens for the first time and walking out of it and and for me going god i love these characters yeah i want to spend more time with these characters and i'm so thrilled that we're gonna get to spend a lot more time with them in the book and i'm so thrilled for the movie to see them spending a lot of time together in for any other, you know, putting away any other super analytical thing and just going, that's Ray and Finn and yeah. Poe on the screen and they're doing things together. Like, I'm back to right now that level of, I just get to see my friends have adventures. I really like that you said that because going into Last Jedi, you know, as much as I, I love the movie, love all the choices, I love to start it right after. Again, it doesn't give them a lot to play with. And I do feel exactly what you said. It came out of seven. You know, I've said before, I would just watch Seven again on Blu-ray just to see Ray hang out by herself on Jakku. Yeah, so it was just so just it was just an endearing character, and Daisy brought this great energy to it. And and and, and just like you said, I'm like I just want to watch that again. And I I don't think by the time Last Jedi we we had to pick up because we didn't get what Ray did. We didn't have time. Yeah. So we got the Legends of Skywalker, all these different things. But and I and I just as you're talking, I'm like, yeah, I get to see Ray, the Ray we know, do something in a comic book and have some fun and have an adventure. Yeah. And that's, that, that, that is like ramping up to the movie, but hanging out with your pals again. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Good point. Excellent. So we are looking forward to hanging out with our pals, just yeah. like you can do at San Diego Comic-Con or on your <laughs> couch. Uh, so that is it for the main topic. Uh, and we are on to uh, a recommendation quickly before questions. Absolutely. This is our Four Center Recommends, an audiobook we think you should try out. And I guess, Joseph, it goes without saying, this would be our option. Our suggestion is Dooku Jedi Lost by Kevin Scott because it's good. <laughs> and that's all the more I got to say. It is. It is. So download your free audiobook today by going to audibletrial.com slash center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash center for your free audiobook, and you can directly support this show here. We can't do this without you, the fans, which is why we love hearing from you with some audience questions. First one today comes from Mark Shignan. I think we said it before. I know he's written in before. I think I've gotten it right before, but maybe I just got it wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I like your odds. Yeah, You've Mark. been doing pretty well. Mark says this, I love the prequels, the good and the cheesy, but do you feel the Falcon should have tied all three trilogies together in The Phantom Menace? Maybe Qui-Gon bets on the Falcon instead. Read this question when you sent it over just today, and I was like, this is a great question I've never really either heard or pondered. Yeah. It's weird. What do you have? What do you think for this? I totally understand where the question is coming from because yeah. the Falcon is definitely like a, a symbol of Star Wars. But I think the way the storytelling played out, uh, I like the Falcon is always tied to scrappy underdogs. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in the prequels, we were following people of power. We were following, you know, the Jedi and the, uh, you know, politicians. And if we had mm-hmm. a scrappy character who really belonged in the Falcon, who who represented the underdog, I think I'd be like, oh, that's cool. cool. But I think I'm I'm happy that the Falcon always has that power. Yeah. You know, it's, it's always, even when it was in Lando's hands, it was still, you know, when we first see it, 
it's, you know, been locked up for a parking violation. Yeah. It's always got that feeling of it's a hidden gem run by underdogs. That's a great answer. I, I, my first thought upon hearing this was like, well, look how much crap Lucas got for including C-3PO the way he did. Right. Or R2 shows up and I don't think people have too much problem with that, but, oh, R2 is the one that's here on the ship. And and then even the Falcon showing up in, in Sith and yeah. the idea that there was going to be like a young preteen or teen Han helping Yoda and everyone on Kashyyyk and, and some people, a lot of people, myself included, are like, glad that didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, you can tie it too close. Other thing too, and again, Mark, it's a great question, a great thought. Uh, this is the prequels. We're dealing with that era of design where, you know, Padme's ship and its sleek 1950s kind of design and the Falcon, even though it very much existed and probably existed during this time, represents a different era, that yeah. clunkier, scrappy, like you said, and, and underdog mentality that's so associated with the original trilogy. So for the aesthetic wise, I'm glad they, it wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. Such a cool thought though. Absolutely. Brian Adibel Nations, uh, or maybe it's Dibel. It's a weird story of how we learn to pronounce names here in Force Center. <laughs> Brian writes, what hero or villain would you like EA Star Wars to give new costumes to? Or what new hero or villain would you like to, uh, you'd like them to add to Star Wars Battlefront 2? This is something near and dear our hearts, Brian. We we think about Joseph and I think about this separately <laughs> while playing games. I'll talk about it on my, my Twitch stream. We have thoughts here, Joseph. You got a list yeah, I think that my biggest want is one thing that Brian asks about is new costumes. I really want Bespin Luke Skywalker. Oh, uh, Bespin yeah. fatigues Luke Skywalker uh, because, you know, especially seeing Empire again recently, it's such a cool outfit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love, love Return of the Jedi Luke. But I feel like our general cultural love of him has a... Uh, Left poor uh, poor Bespin Luke in the shadows a little bit, <laughs> uh, which I think will change up a little bit. Like, they yeah. got that hyper-real action figure, and I think yeah. a lot of it, you know, the 40th anniversary of Empire will bring it out a lot. But, man, I would love... I can't even imagine running around on Bespin as Bespin Luke. For me, that that's so deep and unbelievable. My yeah. my childhood experience and love of Empire and relationship to that outfit. So that that's definitely it for me. I, I think I think Mark Riley, our pal Mark Riley would agree too. That's that's his uh, he loves that Luke, loves that lightsaber fight, love as far as costumes, yeah. Yeah. As far as costumes, and we'll talk about who we want to add. Uh I I know. I'm trying to remember, do they have Lando as the as the job as they have this gift card. They have yeah. this gift card. I don't play those heroes and villains enough to <laughs> pick that out there. Um, I want, because uh, I, I, I want, well, that's a different, a different answer. I'll stick. I want more uh, Leia options. We got a lot. We got hey, uh, Hoth. We got Bausch now. Um, I, classic New Hope. Classic yeah. New Hope now. Uh, the kind of the generic, I think the Battlefront 2 kind of leader one. Or yeah. In battle, yeah, that's, player that's Battlefront the two. default one. Yeah. I wouldn't mind uh, like, like gown, Bespin, Bespin gown, gown Leia. Yeah. And then I wouldn't mind... Uh, a bright tree village gown Leia because now that we know you know she's got the gown but oh, give me yeah. a spear yeah and run around on Endor with a blaster and like uh, give her a special ability with it with an Ewok spear oh yeah I would be on board for that yeah Ewok spear ability yeah. Leia spear definitely ability. definitely uh, what, what about characters do you want characters yeah you know I uh, uh, Soka and Asajj have long been rumored and yeah. I'm, I'm be super uh, thrilled for them uh, I said it before in, in some people think he's coming eventually but Mace would be really fun Mm-hmm. Be uh, fun to see what kind of uh, abilities Mace would have. 
Yeah, I, I think Asajj and Ahsoka is a, is a two-pack, as it were, yeah. is, is a no-brainer, and I think will come eventually. Mace is, a, is another great choice. Qui- Qui-Gon would be Qui-Gon would, would be amazing. Be good. Um, any other Jedi, but I know you, as someone who plays certain villains, you want more blaster heroes, right? Blaster villains? I, uh, I, I would be happy to take yeah. them. I mean, it's a real balance of, of okay. you know, it's easier to play the lightsaber heroes. you got to be safe. But, it you know is. what? I'll say Krennic for a villain. I was going to say Krennic because he's okay. in the first battlefront. He is fun to play. He's got that six-shooter laser. Oh, yeah. And Jin was fun, too. So that's a good uh, two-pack. Cad Bane's another one a lot of people Ooh, talk about yeah. that I would, I would like uh, Cad Bane. Uh, and, and, uh, there's, there's a lot. And we talk, we talk a lot when I, when I Twitch stream, this comes up a lot, but, uh, I think Cad Bane's, uh, Asajj and Ahsoka are my first choices, but yeah. Cad Bane would be interesting. Cad Bane would be great. A little rocket boots, right? Absolutely. Yeah. To Patreon we go, Andrew Berger says, should Disney plus make a Bandersnatch style, <laughs> choose your own adventure Star Wars special. We'd love to play as the force guiding a Jedi slash sit through some crisis situation. All right. I, I, what, what is this, Joseph? What, what is this? Explain this <laughs> to me. I, I don't, I don't know. The, the, the words, the Bandersnatch. Are there, is this the classic books? No. Or something different. Uh, this is from Black Mirror. Do you know? I don't watch Black Mirror. Okay. I watched the first episode there you and go. I thought life's hard. I don't need to watch the rest <laughs> of these. Most, most of life is a uh, Black Mirror. I know they're really good. I'll watch them eventually. Yeah. Stressful though. Okay. Stressful for my legend. So Bandersnatch was an experimental, uh, basically choose your own adventure, interactive fiction where you actually did get to hit the. Let's try it this way, gotcha. and then you would see the corresponding scene. Okay. So, okay. Uh, yeah, an audience interactive uh, adventure. Choose your own adventure I is what Andrew is asking about, and it's a great question. It's a great question. Uh, I, my answer is just no. <laughs> no. You don't want to see anything interactive? It's why, it, I, I, it's not that, it's, it goes to why I, for like a fallen order, I don't want... Um, a Mass Effect situation where you can create your own character, though that is spectacular yeah. and fun. It makes you be invested. I like that whether you agree with the character choice or not, that is the character because it is canon. Yeah. Biden Versio is canon, not Bob Versio because you took control of the, the player and made it your own image. This creates weird... If it was outside Freemaker Adventure style, yeah. all bored. If, it's, if I have to deal with... 12 different planes of canon based on your choices. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Okay, fair enough. I can see the canon stress. Uh, this is a this is a question close to my heart. I did a, a, a wrote a show and then performed it a bunch. I performed it for two years straight, mm-hmm. uh, once a week, uh, called Adventures in Mating, which was uh, based on Choose Your Own Adventure books, but it was a bad date. Mm-hmm. And then there was a waiter that would freeze the action and say, should they order red wine or white wine? Because a couple can't decide. And the, uh, are they going to get mad and kiss one another, or is one going to get uh, happy and kiss one another, or is one going to get mad and storm out? Those kind of decisions. Uh, that's just a great show. Yeah. And yeah. It, it was, yeah, it was, it was great fun. Uh, it still gets produced uh, different places. Uh, it'll mm. be in Minnesota this uh, yeah. this holiday season. Anyway, uh, so I spent a lot of time with these flowcharts and just like the amount of out. content of like, okay, you get it to a dead end here, but like, you know, when you think about it, you have your first scene, like you have a second. Oh, you have two choices. But then do both of those choices have choices? Right. It's really, really fascinating. It gets really convoluted, and it's a really interesting dynamic between storyteller and audience. Yeah. And it's also incredibly amazing to, to make your choices about what they should do. Because, like, in a live setting, I discovered quickly, well, the most absurd or awful thing 
the audience will always choose for their own entertainment. Yes. So the, then you got a balance of like, you know, should the Jedi peacefully walk away or cut the guy's hand? Everybody's going to go cut the guy's hand off. No Jedi way. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's, there's so many dynamics in this that interest me. Um, so I would love to see this if it was framed like a, a story within a story, like okay. you were encountering, you know, a new, a new character mm. uh, that's, you know, a, a Duros at a bar who wants to tell you a story. And then you can kind of, so you get around that canon thing of it's, it's a yarn that somebody's spinning Yeah, about a Jedi morality tale. Like, do you want to choose to have, make this Duros tell a good story about Jedi or a bad Bad. story about Jedi that prove their hip, you know, like you could get into some of those great ideas that Star Wars have about unreliable narrator and and who is the truth teller. I see if you're writing this series, I'm on board. (laughs) Seriously. And you know, I think you should be, you know, putting something together anyways for him. I think this, uh, you, what you're describing is interesting and different. And then my limited view of flipping to page 78. Because <laughs> yeah. that's interesting. Inside. I, I, I like the, that Telltale Game of Thrones game. I just felt any choice I made eventually led back to what they needed the story to tell. That's the struggle for yeah. telling true big narrative things because you have to have the things that happen to a character in a story matter. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, there's a great uh, website, EKO Echo, I think, mm. that is having some fun interactive things. But it's like a casual conversation at a party. Right. And that's a little bit easier to manage right. because it's just getting through one conversation. It's not, how did this person become a Jedi? You know, right, like that right, kind of thing. Right. I like so, that. Yeah, fascinating <laughs> stuff, Andrew. And the, the short answer for me is yes. Yes. Andrew, great thought starter. Yeah. There. Danica rounded out the, uh, today. Uh, Danica says, if there could be a perfect ending to the Skywalker saga, what would it look like? What would you like to see it follow? Would you like to see it follow the hero's journey, which inspired the series? Or would you like to see Star Wars break the mold and explore a different type of ending? I would personally love to see the mold broken or something very open-ended as to where the galaxy goes without the Skywalkers anymore. Man, this is a deep question. This is yeah. something that's now, if it's not on your mind, it's going to be on your mind very soon. In fact, even today, I think there was a, a news of Kevin Smith having seen the final shot. Yeah. And saying it will melt our minds. Yeah. Kevin's a passionate dude. He yeah. probably cried while he was telling the story. Love Kevin. Um, but it got me thinking about it. Right. What's the, what's that final shot yeah. that, according to Kevin Smith, will melt our minds? Yeah, it could be 3 p.m. walking into the sunset. It could be anything. But, yeah. yeah. We have to start thinking. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, um, and this definitely gets into sort of speculate responsibly and there's thinking about what you want. And then uh, for myself, I I need to not get too attached because I'd want to see the mold uh, get cracked, not broken, cracked. Cracked. Uh, I want to see a mix of the old and new. I want to see our heroes learn that the the weight of the responsibility of being the one in charge. Mm Mm-hmm. And having to make those good choices and having to accept that uh, sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. But I also want to see this this story truly end. So I want them to truly have a new idea about how to run the galaxy, about how the Jedi should be. And and I I don't think there's going to be eight million scenes where, you know, Ray gives a speech at the Jedi temple about here are the mistakes. Here's (laughs) what we learned. I don't think there's going to be a moral at the end of the story, but that spirit of, we acknowledge this is going to happen again because that is the nature of light is that it always has to be there to stand against darkness. Right. But we, but there's a new, a new dawn, a new horizon, a new way of looking at things that values the lessons that the previous heroes learned. And we're the generation that's, that's truly going to make a difference. And we're truly going to break the cycle Mm. 
crack the mold mm. and not just accept that accept. this is all going to happen again exactly the again, same way. Again. Yeah, uh, I want I want some I want some answers about what happens, but I don't want the fade out, fade into Lando having dinner with his family, laughing, going, and this is how I'm going to spend the rest of my life. I don't want that necessarily, but I want to get get a sense that I have a lot of answers to a lot of these stories, how Leia ended, whether she's alive or not. I'm not concerned with her right yeah. now, but just that. But yeah, what you're saying, like I, I like a little bit of an open-ended, but I don't, even though you could say, yeah, they're going to do 10, 11, and 12. Don't worry yeah. about and it. And they might. And someday. they might, but I I, I, I I, I want a little bit open-ended where it's not so much uh, yub-nub or dancing, the war is over, and then we have to kind of create how it kept going, and they do a great job. Uh, aftermath, all that stuff. Um, but I don't want to... Yeah, I don't want to get that... What you're saying, that sense of the, the, the wheel keeps spinning. Yeah. I want the wheel to have stopped for at least a little bit. Yeah. And, and, and that we know what happens and where they're going immediately. You're talking about how, how they're going to rule, a new way to rule or lead... I think those answers should emerge too, but um, I don't want the Sopranos ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think what's emotional. It's it's also different, you know, tying all these fact-based, like how do they run the government and this and that versus like, you know, is the final shot Ghost Loop standing next to Ray? You know, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. My yeah. mind goes two different ways. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're right. Because I, I think the way I describe it can get kind of pedantic in a way that the film is never going to well, fully, yeah, I, I don't fully think, address. But I think yeah. just maybe accepting, I think of it is just that idea of like, yep, we won. Mm-hmm. Something, we won. Ky, Kylo is not a threat, whether he's dead or redeemed or marooned or wherever right. Ben Solo ends up, he's not a threat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and or or maybe he's fully redeemed and he's here here he is right right alongside us yeah. all of the various options for kylo i think what i want is something different than the feeling of return of the jedi which does have a happily ever after yes fairy tale ending and then the sequel trilogy says no it was real life and they they went on and, and had struggles i think i just want that feeling of we're not just going to rebuild everything exactly as it was mm-hmm. all of the previous leaders are gone this is on us. What do right. we do with this new day? And, and, and as, as yeah. Danica is saying, whatever ends up being the, the tale of the title, the rise of Skywalker, if it well, is yeah. that all actual, yeah. maybe Kylo's dead and all actual blood Skywalkers are done. This is the end yeah. of the saga, but there's a sense from Ray and from our other heroes of what it means to be a Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go out in the galaxy and do that. And do that. So you get that sense of continuation, but you right. also get the finality of that is totally. the end of the bloodline. That yeah, that's the the story goes on, but I, it's not going to be about five years later the 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 second order emerges you know? <laughs> until it does until it makes sense again. Yeah. What you just described, we get happy ending, Return of the Jedi, and then it all makes sense to me at least, and I think to you of how they said here's how the story continued, and it's wonderful, and fascinating. So we'll always trust that. But yeah, yeah, um, wow, what a lot of pressure. Yeah, <laughs> what a kind of pressure JJ and yeah. Chris Terrio and everyone have and had. But so far, if so he, far, we, so good. we trust Kevin Smith, I'm ready to have my mind melted. Yeah, and, and I trust J.J. because I love that Force Awakens ending, man. I love yeah. that ending. I think he has a really yeah. deep, good sense of, you know, yeah. what Star Wars means. And, you yeah. know, totally. I, I, yeah, I have a lot of confidence. We'll see. 
I'm sure this is not going to be the last time we discuss that. Uh, Danica, thanks for uh, ripping off the Band-Aid. <laughs> Andrew, Brian, Mark, thanks for your questions. If you have a question, there's some ways to get at us. You can go to Twitter at Pod. Use the hashtag ForceCenter. Like our Facebook page. Our website is ForceCenterPod.Podomatic.net. You can go on there, find episodes, uh, some list, uh, snail mail address. If you want to send us anything cool, tpublic.com slash user slash ForceCenter. Just look for us on T Public. Tweet us uh, pictures of your merch. All these conventions, San Diego's past us, but there's always another convention. We love seeing your shirts out there. Let us know. Podcasts available in a lot of different spots, including Podomatic, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher. Tune in. YouTube is where our animated databank brawl is. We love that video. We want you to, to give it more love if you if you like it. And more things coming there. And then Patreon Joseph is where we're so close to some goals. Yeah, that's right. We are very close to new theme music for Star Wars rank. So if you'd like to help us out with that, if you'd like to join the Discord community uh, through our Patreon, or if you'd just like to help us keep going with two bucks a month, you can go to patreon.com slash four center. Absolutely. We got our own things. You heard Joseph's uh, great Choose Your Adventure uh, <laughs> show. He, he's written, he's working on a lot of things, always including shows locally. Uh, where, where What's going on with you now? Yeah. You what's can, up uh, with you? What's up with me? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, that's at Joseph Grimshaw, just my name. That's always great. That helps to have uh, all the more followers, and it's lovely to hear from people on social media. You can go to my website, josephsgrimshaw.com, for comedy albums and shows. I'll be at Dragon Con. Uh, I've got a live show coming up here in Los Angeles on Friday, August second and uh if you like fantasy if you like comedy uh go watch tigtone i did some writing for that show it's an adult swim show it's on their website or just go take a plane flight on delta and you can watch the first five episodes <laughs> right there from your seat absolutely you can go to my website kennapsock.com for information on all sorts of things my shows my books and i will not be at d23 because i've been invited by the central coast film society to uh be a part of their uh presentation of a new hope star wars episode four new hope uh, an event there they're doing in my hometown on my high school campus wow. Royal Grand high school uh kind of a fun thing so more information coming on that uh and uh we uh, we don't want to forget our, our pal jennifer landa who is uh, still out on uh on uh, parent leave uh bringing a child into this world go to her youtube channel she's got a lot of great stuff a lot of great pictures she's still having some uh, wonderful star wars and life adventures out there uh and send her a well wish and, and as we will do from time to time as the force center schedule has kind of changed uh here we've uh, lessened uh, our our deluge of shows so you can actually <laughs> catch up with us now we're going to put out old episodes of happy beeps or uh, uh the uh, jedi beat that jennifer did just going to retweet those out to the world and 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 let you uh, enjoy her work because it's still part of force center so that is it for all the those who survived san diego comic-con and now have some good old-fashioned con crud get better we'll see you next time this was force center
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.